0: Welcome to another installation of the, of the House 94 podcast. Uh, we've got another fantastic episode today. Uh, we got a lot of roundtable issues to cover. So, you know, last week we uh, we finished the, the, the episode touching on entanglements. And uh, after we went around the horn a little bit, everybody got their word out. I think we uh, pretty effectively covered that. And uh, we're moving on. So... <laughs> First thing we got to talk about today, like in Georgia, the governor who's actually suing the mayor of Atlanta, our sister Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, and basically trying to put a muzzle on her until tell her she can't speak and uh, doesn't have the authority to put in safety measures for her city. Um, so, I mean, you know, who's on first? Cool uh, K, get to uh, to that situation and what's going on down there?
1: Man, it's 100% pure politics. Uh, it's funny today, um, I see Donald Trump with a mask on talking about, no. you know, listen, Donald Trump has a mask on, on his Instagram today. So it just lets you know, man, poor leadership is strictly politics. So what Brian Kibb has done was irrational. I think it was emotional. I think it was completely ridiculous. And also, too, you would never guess this, Governor Cuomo from New York City, guess where he's at right now? He's in Savannah, Georgia, trying to help the mayor of Savannah with the issues of COVID-19. So this pure politics, complete waste of time. And the irony of this, this is going to be the irony of this. Y'all got to listen to this. The courts are closed, so it's not going to get filed. And he knows what? that. I,
0: the courts are closed. <laughs> the and courts are
2: closed, no, so it's not
1: going to get no, filed. No, and he knows I that. Thought all been, I thought y'all, I thought y'all about
2: it back up. Not, hold hold, on, hold on, hold on, We We need, need to, we need to challenge that one. This is
1: a fact. I fact-checked before I made that statement. No, the courts are closed.
0: But let me speak on that for a second, yo. That doesn't mean that they can't file, okay? They can still file it. All right. And so for instance, in the courts up here in Maryland, they're closed. Actually, they opened up today for the first time. But between uh for the last three months, you could still file a complaint. So I'm sure Georgia is the same way. It's just a matter of the fact that they may not have it, they may not be able to get moved, um, you know. It may take some time to get it moving, but check on that. I'm not certain that- Yeah,
1: I stay corrected. So you said they did an e-file is what you're telling me. So yeah, so
0: not even an e-file. I don't know if they have e-file in Georgia, but what happens is is that you,
1: do. they usually
0: have a drop-off where you can go and you don't go inside the courthouse, but up in Maryland, they're using an after the hours drop-off as your new filings. Okay. So ain't, ain't I wouldn't say this-
3: Ain't nothing close happening down here in Atlanta. It's nothing. And I'm glad Koo said said that, because he's absolutely right. Uh, but it, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna they might not even bring it up until next year, which it ain't even gonna matter. So,
0: uh, you know, have, Chuck, not, Chuck, hold on a second, Chuck. Hang on. No, no, that's not, not that's not true. Y'all gotta get accurate with that because you know. We gon' we gonna, we we're not gonna go and say that they're not going to hear it. They this is this is an issue that is right and they can move it along. You can have an emergency session in court. You can right. have an emergency hearing and all that stuff. Is it an emergency, Jay? So uh-huh. it's an
3: emergency?
0: Yeah, no, what I'm saying is they can move it, they can get it pushed as an emergency filing or as an have an emergency Please, hearing.
3: You governor, the governor?
0: The governor, yes. They can do that. You can do that with any case. You just gotta prove that um, that it's, it's right for that, and so in his case, he's actually I think there was a uh, I actually read the complaint there's actually an injunction to prevent uh, you know uh, Mayor Bottoms from implementing her you know her her uh, face mask order in the city of Atlanta, and with an injunction, you have to it's like in order even to file a complaint, you have to prove a mini trial on the merits that you're likely that you have a likelihood of success on the merits. And so he's filing that along with uh, what they call declaratory relief, which basically is asking the court to say, hey, deem what she's done uh, null and void because it can't- Wrap it up, Crop, wrap it up. All right, all right. She can't overwhelm or she can't do anything well, that basically goes over the head of the governor.
3: Jay, I will say this. You're right. Okay. I'm not a lawyer. You might be right about that. You probably no, are. Hang
0: on, wait. You, well, Chuck, you just got it right there. You're not a lawyer. You might be right. Declad, yeah. Pick it up. Go. No.
3: No. But I will say this.
0: He just said you're not a lawyer, dog. He yeah. Declad, but it up.
3: I will say this.
0: Oh, my God.
3: On the flip side, on the flip side, the businesses out here in Atlanta, and I love, they, they got their behind their mayor. They are – making it mandatory when you come into businesses, even the Kroger. Whole Foods already doing it. Home Depot's starting to do it. Now, you guys, it's mandatory that you wear a mask. One way in, they one way out. They are doing that. In, in grocery, it up. You guys, it's mandatory that you wear a Chuck, mask.
0: Sure. Oh, we got it.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, no. The only thing I have to add is, man, I'm I'm pretty fed up with uh, Kemp. Uh DeSantis in Florida and Abbott in Texas, man. It, they all following behind Trump and they gonna lead us to hell. So that's that's all I have to add on that, man.
0: That's what's up. Question, what you got?
5: Well, I see all of it as posturing, man. I mean, it's posturing and this posturing position to me is just an overall distraction, man. These mugs need to be focused on really you know, flattening this line, this curve, and, and and working on, you know, this vaccine, and then and then getting things in place to have us all kind of return. Suing the mayor—that's just some political distraction in the grand scheme that gets us all riled up and all off focus while them Republicans are passing other things through behind our backs. So that's
2: my point on
5: it. JT, do you think, man?
2: Yeah, so this is my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in New York, which is an epicenter for COVID-19. And look, we have a lot of folks that are called non-believers, but if you go out in the streets, people are wearing masks, right? So we saw the head of the CDC, Robert Redfield, that said, if you wear a mask and you, you stick to social distancing, we can knock this out in six weeks. So people just got to adhere to that. They got to listen and they got to say, look, If everyone's in this together, we can get this thing knocked out quickly.
6: Lou, what's your take? Yeah, I was saying, um, I think it's something personal with him and Keisha Lance Bottoms because, um, she's not the only, um, the mayor that has that kind of ordinance in place. Savannah has the same thing. He, um, he didn't file anything against that guy. And now the, uh, businesses as Charles Chuck has said that, uh, they're requiring uh, masks mask if you want to come in their establishment. So um, he may not get his his way one way, but <laughs> they're going around another way.
0: So, you know, it's funny, uh, right before he announced he's he's filing a lawsuit. He, Trump was there talking to him and then he mm-hmm. came out of there and filed a lawsuit the same day. Trump, you got anything else to add? I know you were talking about the legal part of it earlier. Yeah, I all mean, you got your essentially, shot. you know, it's it's politics, like we said all before. Um, you know, as, as McLeod said, you've got these governors that are just right behind Trump. And at the end of the day, they believe this thing was a hoax. Or they believe it was a hoax. and Now they're trying to catch up. Now they're trying to save Crow. But at the same time, you know, they're doing it at the, you know, at the behest of their own citizens. I mean, it's just going to get worse, you know. And so... I mean, I hate it, man. I don't see no end in sight because people out here are being selfish and they want to believe it's a hoax. Well, I mean, you know, between them trying to defund the CDC, which I saw the other day, they are no longer going to let the numbers be sent directly to the CDC. They had to go to the White House first. Uh, all these governments are trying to total on for Donald Trump. Um, and it's a shame that he's doing that to this mayor of Atlanta. And uh, I wish they could just take the politics out of this and just run through and, you know, manage this event. Anyway, moving on. And as we speak, the killers of Brianna Taylor are still walking free. I just want to make sure we, uh, we announce it real quick. And
1: unfortunately, you know, Nick Cannon sized the back of the check, not the front of the check. And he got reprimanded for that. He well, again, just in total, I've trying to defend me personally. I don't want to offend anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. So
0: moving on to the next topic. Um, well, we got a couple here. Uh, Nick Cannon last week seems to got himself a little bit of hot water. Uh, some of the language that he was using in a podcast and uh you know that's uh, and he got released from his contract and it looks like Diddy, Diddy is going to try to kind of help him out to pick it up but um D Cloud kick it off man what you think about what happened with your man Nick Cannon was he out of line was he you know was he
4: wrong what's the deal yeah i'm 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 of the i'm of the opinion that you don't say anything about the jewish people and uh, I mean, it goes back to what we've been talking about weeks before, man. You have to own it. You have to own this stuff. If you don't own it, you gotta, you gotta toe the line. So, I didn't, I didn't actually hear exactly what he said, but I know something about being anti-Semitic and the Jewish. You don't say anything negative about the Jewish people.
0: I really don't say any people, really. But you know, yeah. Lou, thoughts.
6: I tried to find what he said. Um, I couldn't even Some find- Something he said blacks trip. are the
0: true, he said something like the blacks are the true
6: Hebrews or something like that. Right, right. That's, I heard, I read that part and I didn't see how that was anti-Semitic, uh, personally. Um, I was looking for something where he really said something offensive rather than saying um, blacks are, I think he said black people that are the real Hebrews Um, I heard him say something about uh, um, white people coming from the Caucasian mountains and more barbaric and evil. Didn't see how that tied in the Jewish people. Um, He was just offensive all the way around, I guess. (laughs) He was just
0: offensive all the way around, I guess. Yeah, but did you, I mean. I I personally think that uh, offensive content is in the eye of a holder. So if you are the, uh, the, on the other end of a, of a comment, you didn't be racist. Well, I guess is racist. You know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, but like, can I somebody mean,
0: tell you? Can somebody tell you that a comment there, that they made shouldn't offend you?
6: I look at it. I look at it this way: If someone said um, you are you are not um, from Queens, or you're not from Africa, I'm from Africa, or I'm from Queens. That shit doesn't bother me. I mean, that's, I don't see that as anti-Semitic. Uh, now, there may be more to his comment that I just wasn't able to find because maybe it got scrubbed off the internet.
3: They took
6: the podcast down.
3: Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, you could, you could find snip, uh, bits of it on YouTube.
0: I think at the end of the day, man, you got to watch, you know, you got to toe the line. Like McLeod said, you got to watch what you're saying. And especially when you're in the media, um, and, you know, I mean,
3: it, it, I hear what you're saying, what you got to watch, what you're saying. Should it be as far as the platform that he's on or like we're on a smaller platform where well, we're probably going to be on a bit bigger. You no, know, it,
0: It's not. It's not about the platform. Chuck. D. It's about
1: when you work
0: for somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. OK. You've got the total line. I mean, you can't sit there and say stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. when you work for someone, you can't sit there and say stuff and not think there's going to be repercussions. Yeah. So, unless you're in business for yourself and you got your own stuff, you can do whatever you want to do. But when you work for somebody else and your paycheck has somebody else sign it, then you got to watch what you say. So yeah, is- I, yeah get I think the the line, line was somebody said at one point, "Freedom of speech ain't free." Um, this is back when like Fox News said some kind of super inflammatory shit, and they started losing uh, endorsements. So they started losing. Uh, you know, marketing fees or whatever from people, you know, stop adver- they started losing advertising dollars. And they're saying, well, it's just freedom of speech. Well, yeah, it's freedom of speech, but there's a cost. Yeah. Say whatever you like. And, and, you know. and then that freedom of speech model is a whole different issue because freedom of speech applies to the government. It doesn't apply to the fr- the freaking private sector. So you can't just pop off the mouth and, and say freedom of speech. That only well, applies I mean, to state and can. local governments.
2: You well, you can
0: you just, just know that there will be repercussions,
1: right. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, Nick sized the back of the check, not the front of the check, and he got reprimanded for that. Well, again, just in total, I've trying to defend me personally. I don't want to offend anybody, you know what I'm saying? It's all love. Moving on, pimps, we got uh,
0: another topic. Um, since we try to stay timely and write in writing the news, uh, as we talked about, I think, a week ago or so, COVID 19 is on a surge. We had an episode a long time ago about COVID-19 when it first popped off. This was like two, three months ago. We first put ourselves in place, and um, it was a scourge through New York and Chicago and the other large urban northern areas, um, heavily, heavily impacted, impacting black and brown people. And um, the South and then most of the red states pretty much just said, hey, we don't believe in it, or we don't care. We're about to open back up. we got about to get the economy going. We're not gonna wear no masks. We're gonna do our thing, COVID be damn. And now, uh, Texas got more cases than shit. Illinois and New Jersey combined, I believe. So, uh, good job, Red States. Congratulations on uh, how you responded to COVID-19. But anyway, we got a huge resurgence going on. I just wanna kinda of talk about that, Take around the horn, and uh, see what everybody thinks about this uh, Red State resurgence, and the uh, the trailer park death rate is about to be on us any minute now. Chuck, go ahead. <laughs>
3: okay. I just want to ask: Did anybody see the interview with uh, Chris Wallace and President Trump? Yes. Oh my goodness! He grilled.
0: Yep. He brought. Yep. He literally
3: brought out the stats, and during the interview, he was just all flustered. He's grabbing. He's asking his A's to give him stats, and and he's and the one particular stats that he got about. Uh, from one of his aides, and it was just because he said he was putting out this information, false information he busted himself so I was at the end of the day when we talk about this COVID, it's real it only becomes serious when it affects someone that's close to you or you get it yourself and everybody else is thinking it's a hoax or it's a big deal or those supporters I mean people don't just think it's real so like you said before, I think uh, Lou mentioned it, and 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 st- statistically, and what's worked in other countries, we just got to put on our masks. We got to be safe. We got to do all the protect, the protection we need to do to protect ourselves, to protect our families, and, and and it just has to be done. And this this country is we fumble, we fumble big time.
5: So the to pick it up. Well, you know, the whole resurgence piece, man, I see it as human nature and people just being fucking defiant, man. I don't understand why people just don't want to adhere to simple practices as social distancing or wearing a mask or staying your ass at home. I mean, what's all out here in the streets that you got to be out every day socializing or what have you versus practicing good health? Uh, means to stay healthy stay alive and protect others and i wish people wouldn't view this as a hoax because there's certainly real numbers that show that people are dying dying every day and dying at a level and a rate that they can't even store bodies in a morgue so I, my point of view is that i wish people would take this more seriously and practice good health uh, behavior to protect each other and protect themselves
0: But see, I think it gets back to mental health because a lot of people are getting just drive. They're they're being driven crazy sitting in their house all this time. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: like you said, I don't know what's so important. I mean, hell, I'm looking out on the fantastic lakefront here in Wakanda. I'm chilling, man. You know, yeah, yeah. But uh, a lot of people are just going out of their minds. And then you also got like not seeing your bartender, who was most people's, you know, therapist or psychologist. Not going to church. A lot of people got their whole social life at church. Um, you got a side bride you're not seeing her You know what I'm saying, a side piece, whatever you want to call it um, So this is tough on a lot of people, man Whereas, yeah. whereas um, you know, they just can't contain, can't contain themselves So uh-huh. uh, that's part of it And it's been a long time, I mean, Chicago went in lockdown in March and We were rolling in the August here in a minute And we about to go back in lockdown Thanks to the red states, appreciate y'all down in Georgia and Texas <laughs> Okay, what you got?
1: Man, just to keep it nice and short, man, stick to the script. It's very simple. I mean, Cuomo showed us how to get through this. Take the pain early. Go hard. Go deep. Everybody okay. care about one another. Don't be selfish. Don't think about, you know, I got the right to do this. Hey, you have a seatbelt on your car. Everybody buckle up with the seatbelt. So think oh, about exactly. a mask as your seatbelt. So just, just you know, look. Yeah. Look out for others, man. You know, we just can't be selfish. We're all Americans. Yeah. D
0: Cloud, give it to us since you're down in Texas, down there where it's on fire. Yeah, on yeah.
4: Fire. My uh my mom told me something the other day that kind of resonated with me. She said people are out because it's it's like a disease that you can't see, so people don't really believe it's it's out there. And it's affecting black and brown. So, you know. The leaders of the state, they're like, hey, <clears throat> the frontline workers, that's on them. You know, they're always talking about you taking our rights and all that kind of stuff. Just put your mask on, man, like Cool K says so eloquently. Put your mask on, stick to the script, and we can get through this thing. Yeah, because the leaders
3: is at their vacation house right now.
4: <laughs> man, JT.
2: Yeah, look. There's been a lot of what discussion you like looking around. At, are you looking at air traffic control up there or something? What you looking at? There's a lot, of, a lot of discussion around um, herd immunity around COVID. So, like this. With her, with, well, with herd immunity, if you have enough people that have the antibodies, then you can slow the disease down. Otherwise, you got to wait for the vaccination. So, a lot of people think that just let everyone get it and you get herd immunity. But the cause or or, or the result of that is probably a million plus deaths in the United States and I don't think people are, are are willing to accept that at this point. But again, you know, where we where we are, yeah, where we are in New York, it's been effective. You wear your mask, you social distance, right? But, you know, you have the summertime, people want to get out, you have these parties that people have these COVID-19 parties where you know, if you don't get COVID-19, they'll give you a benefit or or some type of gift. And that's that, you know, again, I'm a, I, I feel superior and I feel like su- a super person. I can get it. It's not going to impact me. And that's that whole American dynism about you know, exceptionalism when it comes to being American. But look, you got to be careful. And you got to make sure that you are <clears throat> protecting the less vulnerable in our population.
0: Or oh, the more vulnerable.
2: Yes, I'm sorry, the more vulnerable, correct. Jay Crump, what's up?
0: Yeah. So that whole herd immunity was thrown out the box with Sweden, because Sweden tried to do that same thing and their numbers are up like hell. And so we all know that that's some BS. Second of all, this, this based on what you just said, JT, you hit it in the box where, you know, that uh, th- there's a lot about supremacy here, that kind of white supremacy. And the reason I say mm-hmm. that, uh, I don't know if anybody watched the, uh, cloud hit me to this well, right. earlier, watched the United Shades of America um, last night on CNN. But basically when you go into a guest house, right, and he makes you take off your shoes pissed off because you 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 know you gotta take off your shoes. But guess what, it's the guest house. So you do what you gotta do, right? America is like that guest. They don't want it. they just wanna do what they wanna do. Kind of the supremacists here who say, well, I just, I can do what I wanna do. I can wear a mask, I can not wear a mask. It's my freedom, you know, without looking at the bigger picture, it's all about themselves. And so they are now being treated like that or feel like they're being treated like that guest in the house who've been made to take their shoes off. But they're like saying, no, this is my house. I, I'm rebelling. And so uh, that's, that's, what's going to hurt us, man. Uh, With that attitude, if you're just thinking about yourself and you're being selfish and you're not thinking about how you can hurt other people, then, you know, unfortunately we live in the United States of America. This is a, Large population, you don't live by yourself, so you got to think about other folks, man. Man, it's your house or not, who cares? Your wife cleaning floors, you coming with your shoes on, taking them shoes off. Leave that, (laughs) Lou. What you got, man? I
6: agree with uh, what's been said already. I I, I think uh, some of it may be generational, um, or you know. We're being affected, people of color being affected uh, at a way higher percentage than uh, white people. And uh, I'll be honest, if I saw a bunch of uh, white people getting it, I might have an air of superiority. I got my Superman on, it's not messing with me, it's messing with them. I think it may be some of that going on. And then I think uh, as we're seeing the um, the demographics of who's being affected now, 20- uh, and 30-year-olds um, making up a, a larger percentage. Uh, they have that air of uh, invincibility. And also, um, you know, they, they're, they're used to going out. Their friends are getting together. They can go out and have some fun, and there won't be any consequences. Um, and so we're seeing a spike in, in that demographic as well. Once
0: this goes through Texas and some of these red states to see what the if it's still a black and brown disease.
6: Early on, the way it was spreading, we talked about this on our earlier episode call that you mentioned when this first um uh, pandemic first hit the United States, it was hitting the uh, urban areas where people are more closely confined, their it's living the quarters. And now it's spreading out into the red states that are a little bit more uh, spread spread out amongst the community. Um and I think once it starts hitting home, affecting friends and family, of uh, the ones that they know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they keep crying hoax. Like uh, Chuck Willary comes to mind. He was a uh, his son got it yeah. right. He was yelling hoax, 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 and then his son ups and gets it. Uh, let see if he still thinks it's a hoax. Well, they don't have that same
0: urban density like they got in New York and Chicago, but they're going to cluster them truck rallies and it's going to be a super spreader event. So looking Man, forward to all those truck rallies in the fall. Let's, you know, do your thing. We're not allowed to go out of the country. There are a lot of countries right now.
4: Can't
3: mm-hmm. even go to the Bahamas. They was like, to the Bahamas. You know, that's one of our, you know, they got a, little, a lot of their revenue come from
0: people from the United States. I'm actually booking a trip to Bahamas next year right now. Yeah. So you it's know hopefully so this is over. Yeah.
3: So I mean, you know, it's it, we I don't know, man. I, I'm worried. I'm a little I don't I'm not worried. I know it's gonna go it'll get back right.
0: But it's not
3: gonna
0: not going yes. to be right. Well, I mean we don't know the side of the curve in Wakanda, so we just kinda waiting until y'all get y'all act together, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna do it up here. Uh, <laughs> So moving right along to some hey. some further craziness. What's up, Chuck? What's up, Chuck? No, I said uh
3: one day you go you keep saying this, Wakanda, and we all gonna show up at your door with all our families and bags and everything, and we gonna move in. No,
0: no, security not gonna let you in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna say, like, yeah, some man named Chuck Then I'm Like, ooh, nah, I'm cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a park out here, though. Y'all can, can stay out there and get a tent, you know what I'm saying? It's right on the water right there. Um, so, moving now to the next topic, uh, which is some more craziness driven by Trump and his uh, inability to govern and his um, his desire to, uh, to change the subject. This damn fool has just dispatched federal agents to Portland, Oregon, to try to quell some of their uh, protest situation going on. Um, which is madness. They're detaining people and they're not, you know, explaining, like, what agency they're from. Uh, and it's, like, all kind of stuff going on in Portland right now. And I actually just heard today they're about to send them up to Chicago, my beloved Chicago, because, you know, because the murder's going on down in the South Side and West Side. But it's like, whatever, we're going to turn around at the door. We got the, you know, gates of Wakanda all protected. Anyway, D-Cloud. Kick it off, man. Talk to us about Portland and what's going on
4: down right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard about that, man. So, so y'all help me out here. I thought. I thought that he couldn't send. I thought the states or the cities had to ask for help before they could just go into those cities. That's help me out the director, with that. National that's, that's that's the the
0: Security on. said he didn't have to be uh, invited. He said he had the right to go in yeah. and do whatever they felt was necessary. So McLeod, So basically that's with respect to the national guard the governor has to have the help to get in he's sending in federal agents basically department of homeland security customs and border patrol folks to go down there and regulate
4: so that so that supersedes so any type of local law enforcement right that's no say but you know federal supersedes the attorney
0: general in uh, in oregon is suing the uh, justice department i guess or the, you know suing the administration to to get this shit over with
6: yeah. yeah, he went under the, under the guy saying that he was going to protect federal property is, is his original reason for saying that. But then he's going out and said, you know, he's going down there and restore order um, that uh, the officials that in Portland are uh, in danger of losing the city to anarchists. They've exceeded the reason why they're supposed to be there. And as uh, Carl said, snatching people up. Um, they attacked a, a guy yesterday who was a, a Navy veteran last night. Broke uh, his hand. Beat him with the baton, um, hit him with the pepper spray. They riding the king, his ass. I saw that today. They beat the hell out of that man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he wasn't doing anything. He was just standing there. um, he wasn't doing anything that, that deserved, not to say anything. He could be doing anything that deserved that kind of ass whipping, but uh, he wasn't doing anything. They just rolled up on him and beat his ass. He's not the first. Crump, what's up? They're rolling up in unmarked cars, it's not station wagons and shit, yeah, minivans. And driving them off to undisclosed locations. Crump, what's up? Hey man,
0: this is the, this is the start of the demise, man. Uh, this can be lead down a slippery slope with what's happening right now um, because you, one thing you can't just sit there and arrest folks and then not give them uh, any type of due process with, with respect to uh, what you do with them immediately after you arrest them. from what I'm hearing is that they just putting folks in cars, snatching them off the street. Um, and that's scary, man. Um, Because if they do that now and they establish that precedent now, then, you know, just imagine uh, what can, what will be done when, you know, it, it, you know, another protest occurs, another large protest started occurring across the country from another black man being killed or whatever. Um, But this is, this is leading down a slippery slope because it's it's really unprecedented. You haven't had these guys are rolling around in unmarked vehicles with no badges, no insignias. You don't know what their names are. You don't know what agency they're from. You know they're in these tactical uniforms, heavily armed, and just whipping the shit out of people and putting them into unmarked vehicles. That's that's a that's called martial law right there. That's that's what you see in Burma, and in Venezuela, and in places like that, man. And in Oregon. Yeah, and you're seeing it in Oregon, right? You see that in places where, you know, that are far off somewhere. You'd be like, damn, that's, that's messed up what's going on. That's stuff that's going, that goes on in, in the Soviet Union, you know, that is crazy, man. Yeah,
3: I mean, over right. in Portland, but the, I mean, if y'all look, if you look at that footage that's going on in Portland, it starts off, they show the peaceful protesting. And then it's another whole another group coming in. And the old, the other, the second group that come in with the protest, they're doing all the, the rioting and 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 uh, throwing uh, stuff at the police and everything and breaking the glass and businesses and stuff. But they're all masked up. Y'all notice that? I mean, if you look at some of the footage, and I don't, I, I mean, we're not there. Oh, we're not actually
0: there.
3: so but I mean, I'm just. Like, I mean, yeah, just like the,
0: the hoax on the hoax. Exactly. So I'm just like. This Portland stuff. Because Portland's um, one of those cities like, why y'all give a shit? Yeah, like, why is, why they, cook, you know, why they, why they what's going on in Portland? You know, it's interesting, man, you say that, because Portland, I've been to Portland one time. It's a very liberal, progressive city, though. Yeah, I've been very, there. Very, very progressive. And it's very, like, um, they have a tradition of, of kind of always kind of protesting like the G6, what is it? The G6, G9 summit. Um, they always, a lot of stuff kind of develops in Portland um, mm-hmm. in that area. And so they're they're known to get it down and go for it. And they have a history of that going back into the 70s and stuff. And so I don't know, man. Um, you're right. I don't know what they have to do even with the Black Lives Matter. I'm not certain how that relates to that it seems like they've got their own message or own thing going on out there that goes beyond what we're protesting about, you know? Yeah. So- um,
3: I mean, I, I, I just, yeah. I, just wanted, I just wanted to throw that out there about this Portland. I'm glad we all brought it up. Because yeah,
1: that's no, it's, it's, it.
0: it's crazy. Cause them, them guys out there are masked up. They got football helmets or helmets on. And yeah, exactly. so it, you know, it's like, what's going on, man? This isn't, this ain't about Black Lives Matter. This
1: is agenda. Cool, cool, <laughs> no, up, no, cool. I, I think about this though. Check this out though. How long Yeah, you know, I just looked this up. How long do you think they've been protesting in Portland? How many days? Three days. 53 days. 53 days. Yeah. 53 days going yeah. on back and forth in Portland, right? Everybody so first we had the movement, like we said earlier, Black Lives Matter, we'll be protesting. And then you've got these anarchists with, with the mask on. So just think about it. If you the, if you you if you running an organization like we almost had something like this down in Atlanta. The little girl got killed. When, when the little girl got killed, Keisha came in, hey dude, y'all gotta stop this. This is over. You had you, you had to you know, when we we feel what you're saying, but that's that there has to be some law and order. We can't just be running around tearing up people's stuff, you know. So like 53 days, we got these, you know, Black Lives Matter is kind of being pushed to the side, but now we got these anarchist folks face covered up. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing?
2: I yeah.
6: they, they um, try to slip in uh, and assimilate in the crowd with the Black Lives Matter. We saw that yeah. here in Atlanta with the, um, uh, what is that, the place that got burned down. The Wendy's. The yeah, Wendy's.
1: 53 days, 53 yeah. days. Like, man, y'all got to get out of here with this, dog. But that's y'all not Black Lives, Lives. Lives Matter. The thing in Portland seems to be amorphous. It's got all kinds of... Yeah, like, y'all
0: got we to gotta, we gotta cut this it, off. It's, you know, like protest, it's too much. It's like a protest in hell. Maybe the federal government need to go up there and quell that shit. I'll tell you yeah, this Yeah, man, it's too
1: much. 53 days, you're taking over city blocks, people can't transact business. Hey, man, listen, I, I got your point. Peace of protest, but y'all still tearing up stuff. Hey, bro, guess what? But, the jig no, is what's up. Going on,
6: they're saying it's two groups. They're saying there's, a, there's people out there peacefully protesting. Exactly. And then you got this other group out there who's destroying property and, and, and that. And then, we like I said, we saw that in Atlanta yeah. where uh, – there was some group that was coming in. They were spray-painting on the building. They were putting up BLM, but they weren't with BLM. Exactly. You got the you got the, the video of the white girl setting a fire to the Wendy's. Yep. Um, and they blamed that on BLM. Um,
0: well, all you see is wrapping this segment up. Um, hope they can get that situation worked out in Portland. It's, it's never good to see people getting their rights and friends yep. upon, especially when you got plainclothes officers. If they're playing the in that bullshit in Chicago on the south side and the west side, out in the Wild Hunters and the west side, playing clothes, people walking around trying to arrest somebody, they're going to find out that was not a dip move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to send the National Guard. They're going to have send the fucking Marines. Yeah, if that's the case, yeah, then they're going to go down to Chicago. So next topic we're supposed to get into was Roger Stone. I don't even want to talk about his ass. I'd rather say Breonna Taylor's murders are still walking free. Um, and as we get rounding out toward the top of the hour, we actually can't let this week go past without um, spending some time talking about a true giant um, in, in the black community and in, in the world of politics, civil rights. Um, you know, Congressman John Lewis, uh, who passed away uh, this week uh, from PT. pancreatic cancer. PT. Um, you know, we all went to school in Atlanta. John Lewis has been a congressman down there forever. He was there during our tenure in school. And uh, he's been a fixture in the civil rights community and just a, a tr- true leader in every aspect. Um, and he was a, a great loss, and his shoes are going to be hard to fill. But wanted to spend some time here um, before we closed out today. Let everybody give some reflections on John Lewis and uh, and his impact on the country and what it's going to mean or what his legacy is going to be as he uh, as we remember him this week. Chuck D, you look you look real reflective. Why don't you jump in? <laughs>
3: Um uh I met John Lewis and I met C T Vivian. I wanna Oh listen. yeah, I forgot to mention C T Vivian. Yeah. My, my, we well, my both died on the same day. Uh we got yeah. it we lost uh two great leaders that represent great leadership and uh made tremendous sacrifice. It's the true definition of sacrifice. For a cause and was very relevant in the community those two gentlemen had are staples uh, and we should uh, definitely have a moment of silence for them uh, because they were remarkable men great leaders we're we'll gonna do that on the way out
2: scrub right. what you got
0: I, I just when I when I think of John Lewis, I, I just think that the uh, of the Edmund Pettiman Bridge, Edmund uh, Pettis, yeah, was, yeah, and and soon uh, to be named the John uh, soon to be named the John Lewis Bridge. But go ahead, great. Uh, and so I I just think of that of how he was able to stand up, a little small man in stature, but courageous, a great with a courageous heart, um, and that's what I think about him whenever I I hear the name John Lewis. I just think of heart, because um, what he was able to do uh, on that bridge. And, you know, one of his favorite poems, which he said, was Invictus. And really, when, he, when you think of that poem, Invictus, that that really, it, it, I think of him on that bridge, you know. Um, you know, out of the night, that covers me. Lack as Black a is pit from pole to pole. Yeah. Crop. I mean, we just did Crop. Cool, KU in Atlanta, man.
1: Talk to us about it. Man, these guys are two legends, legendary guys, man. You think about John Lewis, you know, over the bridge, man. literally, he thought he was lose his life. Uh, and then you think about C.T. Vivian too, man, was over one of the free- Freedom Riders, man. So these guys are, are just champions and they didn't just talk to the talk, they walk to the walk, man, just true leadership. And for us, uh, and and the, the, the the great thing, they was truly for all Americans, right? They yes. wanted the pie to be fair for everybody. You know what I mean? That's got to be so important. They wanted it for everybody because this great experience called America is a beautiful thing. So they wanted it to be for everybody, man. So true legends, those guys are just legendary,
6: man. Lou. Uh, um, my thoughts
1: and sentiments echo what's
6: already been said. Um, What kind of resounds resounds with me is 80 and 70 uh, uh, years old, not too uh, far off from my own parents' age. Um, Oftentimes, in conversations with uh, my white uh, counterparts at work or uh, speaking, their their frame of reference makes it seem like these these events happened so far ago and uh, and not in my parents and your parents time um if not for their courageousness uh their sacrifice we wouldn't be in the position that we enjoy now indeed so, you know excited by their passing thankful for their service and um it's time for us who are not doing it to start doing it and for those who are already picked up the baton to run with it even further. That's
5: what's up. You know, my thoughts on John Lewis and CT Vivian is again, you know, we lost two greats in the civil rights movement. And if we wanna honor them as leaders, we as individuals to us collectively as an ethnic group have to really build upon the foundation, the sacrifices that were made Uh, behaviorally. We have to do better and we have to do better amongst ourselves as adults. We have to do better amongst our kids and we have to do better amongst the other ethnic groups that we have to interact with uh, to really move our people and our society forward. And I think that's what those men and other civil rights leaders like them stood for in the grand scheme. Obviously, they were advocates and wanted to uh, advance black people. But their work was beyond just us as African-Americans. They wanted to really see us as a whole society and as humans grow. So my call to sure. order for all of us is to look at their work, build, abo- build upon their foundation, and let's all do better.
0: That's what's up, JT.
2: Yeah, for for John Lewis, you know, he, he had some famous quotes where he said that if you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, you have a moral obligation to do something about it. And I think that speaks volumes in terms of what we see now, where, you know, we have the Black Lives Matter movement and more people are involved, right, that don't look like us. Um, and it it is a moral obligation if, if someone's being treated unfairly and you see that you have a right to speak up and, you know, and and in regard to CT Vivian, you know, he always said that, you know, um, leadership is found in the action, um, to defeat that, which would defeat you. Right. And you're made stronger by your struggles. And I think all of that resonates with the struggle, you know, and as they say, the marathon continues, and then the last point is that it was funny. John Lewis um, came to Comic Con, and it's about cosplay. And he came wearing his trench coat. And, and so when you think about cosplay, idolizing heroes, he himself was a hero, body, real future, in our, in the flesh and blood. And so that you know would always res- always resonate with me. What's up, Big Cloud? Yeah, I, I
4: definitely want to pay my respects to those guys. They uh set the groundwork, did the work. Uh I just remember John Lewis being on, on the front lines on that bloody Sunday in Selma. He was like the first first one getting hit with that baton, man. That that always sticks in my head. But we definitely gotta honor those guys and go out and vote. Man, yeah, that's the key right there. You keep, man, said nothing
0: else. Vote, 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 vote. vote. Well. Early vote started
3: today in Georgia.
0: That's what's up. <laughs> Boy, watch the COVID nineteen though. Get your mask on. Yeah, so, yeah, it wraps up this episode. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Go to the more. Go to the um, website thehouse 94com the, IG, Twitter, all of that. Uh, coming <laughs> soon on uh, on uh, Periscope. Might even get something on TikTok. But um, subscribe, go subscribe. back to the website. YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. All of that. So I uh, hope you enjoy the content. Make sure you give comments, though. Like we always say, you know, we don't get our feelings hurt real easily. So, you know, let it out. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to see, all that kind of stuff. And uh, let's close out with a moment of silence. C.T. Vivian and, uh, and, and the Honorable Congressman John Lewis on our way out, fellas. A moment of silence. All right. Until next week. Until next week.
2: Peace.
1: Ryan Little. <laughs>